everybody, welcome to Mogul Talk with Darcel Lari, where success is just a byproduct of who we are. It's your girl, your host, Darcel, where every week I'll be bringing you a Mogul Minute of inspiration, new topics, and surprise guests. Stay tuned. It's time for your Mogul Minute of inspiration. Can I get a drum roll, please? Today's Mogul Minute of inspiration is, do I want to be noticed or do I want to be known? That is what I want to address today is, it seems like today in society and in our culture, we're all about the likes on top of likes on top of likes on social media. But what are we actually being known for? Are we actually being known for, you know, helping our communities, leaving a legacy for our, ourselves and our family? Are we actually being known for doing something good? Are we encouraging people? Are we empowering people? Are we, you know, just digging deeper as a society and as a culture? Yes, I understand that we want to be liked, right? We want people to see our work. We want to see, you know, we want to feel appreciated. But it's so important, and I'm encouraging each and every one of you listeners to dig deeper, be known for something amazing, be known for helping people, be known for encouraging people, be known for doing something positive in your community. I really want to encourage each and every one of you to and challenge each and every one of you to dig deeper, dig deeper than the likes, dig deeper in just being noticed and be known. Thank you, guys. And this was your Mogul Minute of Inspiration. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Mogul Talk with Darcel Laurie. On the line, we have Elaine Gonzalez Johnson. Yes. So, Elaine, can you tell everybody about what you do? I know you said you're a serial entrepreneur. So let's talk about that. Tell them what you do. Well, first, I want to thank you, Darcel, so much for this opportunity. I'm super grateful. Anytime I have an opportunity to just share my story and share what I do, I'm just so grateful. Uh, my name is Elaine Gonzalez-Johnson. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I really believe that I do whatever God tells me to do. So I have a nonprofit organization called Latinas in Motion, where it is a virtual community primarily where women come together to encourage, inspire, and empower each other to get active and get healthy. Um, Just doing that since 2012, I found that God gave me other passions and other visions, and so I started an LLC called Mogul Mommy where I believed that women were created to, to live their best life, to take the limits off of themselves, and really coach, I coach women on how to have profitable businesses, um, which is one thing that we don't talk about a lot. I'm Puerto Rican, and business, money, finances was not something we ever talked about. Mm-hmm. And so I love being able to mentor women to build businesses and really, like, live an abundant life. Girl, I love it. I'm already inspired. Let's talk about your first business, Latinas in Motion. Tell me more about why you want individuals to get healthy, and what is the purpose behind Latinas in Motion? So in 2012, well, I got married in 2008, and I was already a thick girl, okay? I was a thick girl my whole life, y'all. And then we got pregnant with my daughter, Eva, and I'm, again, I'm Puerto Rican, so my mom was like, girl, you can eat whatever you want. You're eating for two. And I believe the hype. I really believe the hype. So I'm like, yes, more rice and beans, yes. 
more chicken, let's go. And 52 pounds later, like, I was already a thick girl, gained an additional 52 pounds. There were so many things that I dealt with. So you have this baby. I was in my early 20s, had this baby, you know, still pretty new in my marriage, and then I had this total new body, right? And so one of the things that I dealt with was postpartum depression because, I didn't feel good about myself. And if you don't feel good about yourself, it really pours out on all buckets in your relationship, how you work as a mother, how you are at work. And I was never into fitness. Health was not something we talked about. The closest Mm -hmm. thing we talked about healthy eating was the little side lettuce and tomatoes that my mom would put on the side of your rice and chicken plate. You know what I'm saying? I completely understand. And so having these feelings, I didn't feel comfortable going to the gym. I felt completely inadequate. So I really gravitated towards walking, and walking became jogging, and jogging became running. At the time, I was an educator. I was working full-time for the school district of Philadelphia. And the Broad Street Run was something that people had talked about at the school, like, oh, I'm going to register for the Broad Street Run. Because I was never athletic, I had no idea what it was. So I used the ministry of Google. Y'all better mm-hmm. use the ministry of Google. <laughs> and I yes. Googled Broad Street Run, and it was a 10-mile race. So I was pretty comfortable running, like, two, three miles, and I'm like, I could do 10. I could do 10. <laughs> and so I, again, used the ministry of Google, found a training plan for, like, three months to run 10 miles. And when I got there, I felt so alone. I didn't realize I've never been to a race. I've never been to a run, so I didn't know what to expect. When I got there, there were like 40,000 runners there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a thing that I had no idea existed. And so I started looking around. I was by myself. And there were different pockets of running communities. There was Black Girls Run. There was Students Run Philly Style in Philadelphia. And I felt really alone. I'm like, wow, I don't, I'm sure there were Latinas there, but I didn't feel like we were represented. I didn't see any teams. And so when I finished the race, I got a medal. I felt amazing. I felt like nobody could tell me nothing. I was, you know, I was a lot snatched. My boo was there cheering me on. I'm Mm -hmm. like, yo, I want other women to feel like this, like this accomplishment. So, again, went home and used the medicine. Well, I got to tell y'all that because, you know, one thing that I realized is a lot of people just don't research things for themselves. Mm -hmm. So one thing you're always going to hear me talk about is just do the research, find the answer. And so I started looking for Latina running clubs, Latina health organizations, and I didn't find a running or walking club. So when you find a deficit, fill it decided to file paperwork for an official nonprofit organization. I call it Latinas in Motion because although I find peace in in walking and jogging and running, I think that physical activity and wellness is personal to every person. And so although I may feel at peace while I'm jogging, someone may actually hate to jog but feel at peace doing Zumba. Someone else may feel at peace swimming. Someone else might feel at peace riding a bike. And so we really have to reset our mind, and we really have to find what's going to be, you know, the best avenue for us to stay in motion. So that's why I call it Latinas in Motion. I absolutely love that. And thank you so much for creating something that is for us Latinas. And I know myself, I am a mixed girl, so I am an Afro-Latina. And I know your daughter just wrote a book called Eva the Afro-Latina. So definitely make sure y'all pick that up. 
being Afro-Latina myself, that was never um, mentioned about, one, when you get into your 30s, what that is like and how you can be uh, one way in your 20s and take it for granted and then get into your 30s and be like, what happened? So I can definitely share that sentiment where, um, it was all about the rice and beans, chicken. Yeah, that little bit of vegetables on the side. No one talked about, um, you know, actually going to the gym, staying healthy, doing all of those uh, different types of things. And also talking about alternate foods that can also keep you healthy and making sure that you are doing what you need to do to, like you said, live your best life. So, yeah, I can tell that sounds so, so amazing. And I want to thank you just for, like you said, filling that deficit and definitely going after it and not allowing the deficit of not having any support groups or groups in general that can be able to help Latinas specifically to get in motion. And the fact that you took that on like head on, that is just kudos, kudos and kudos to you. So I know you have also your other business, Mobile Mommy, and you talk about helping and mentoring women um, to start businesses and just to live their best life. What made you want to start that? So in 2012, um, Latinas in Motion really um, like spread like wildfire. Like it was something that I didn't even expect. I was thinking locally, like in Philly, and mm -hmm. we started using the power of social media. This was pre-Instagram days. And so we would Facebook, um, take selfies, Facebook, hashtag, and women from other places started to like ask about us and how could they start a chapter. And so the thing about business is when you execute, Mm -hmm. I feel like God is always going to give you a vision that's bigger than you because I believe in full dependence on God. Like if we could do it ourselves, if I, if I could have created Latinas in motion by myself, then God would get no glory. But Absolutely. it literally took a vision that he gave me for me to have the courage to execute and then for him to give me something that – I could absolutely have never dreamed about, like totally blew my mind. Women from New York were asking, women from New Jersey were, were asking, we got inquiries from Puerto Rico, like it just spread so fast. So what happened was that different colleges and universities would reach out to me to say, hey, could you come speak to um, our students about how to start a nonprofit specifically about Latinas in motion and how did you go about it? And so I'm like, I was super nervous. I had never did public speaking, didn't know what to say, but they were offering money, girl. So I'm I know like, that's right. Let me, Get them let me write something down. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and so in 2012, I really started to explore this public speaking, motivational speaker, inspirational speaker, whatever you want to call it. But I was really bad at it, y'all. Like, I need you to understand that the Elaine you see today in 2019 was not the same Elaine that started in 2012 with this first business and this rinky-dink presentation, okay? But I did it. Like, I just feel like when God opens the door, if he cracks the door, like, yo, just open that, John, and run mm -hmm. inside because what you're going to find is new courage. You're going to find that you're braver than you've ever been. You're going to find new anointing, you know? And so I would go, and all of these students would always ask me, oh, my gosh, so you have a nonprofit? Yes. And you're married? Yes. And you have a daughter? Yes. And you work full time? How do you do it all? Like, no lie, I would get that question a million times anytime mm -hmm. I would speak. 
so I would run down what I would do. Like, I would be like, oh, well, I write down what I'm grateful for in the morning and I have a to-do list and, you know, I affirm things over my life. So I was giving people a formula, but I didn't have a product for it. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, I, I didn't know how to create a planner. I didn't know how to write a business plan. You know, like, there were just so many things that I set up that I couldn't. I don't have the resources. I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. I don't have the money. And here's the thing that we have to understand. When you're running a business, you don't have to fulfill every title that comes along with a business. Mm-hmm. You have to have an idea, and you have to have the ability to execute and do the work. And so as I found that this question always came up of how do you start your day, and I love planners and I love calendars and I love to do this, I'm like, yo, I really have to create a product for myself because this was a question I was getting all the time. So here I was giving people free games, and I'm not making any money because they're literally taking my idea and just mm-hmm. writing it down on a notebook. But if I had a product, right, if I had a product to say, oh, you want to know how I stay organized to be able to run the world? Here's this planner. Mm-hmm. And so as I started to think about I really want to start this planner, I started to do some research of who I could hire to design it, who, how could I self-publish this book, and so many people would ask me questions. Again, women would ask me, like, well, how did you start a nonprofit? And how did you get into, you know, doing this planner? And so I'm like, man, if I'm getting the same question, that means that I have the solution. That's another gem you guys have to write down. If you're thinking about, I want to create a business, but I don't know what to do, what is the reoccurring question that people ask you? They're mm-hmm. asking you because they think you're the expert. And so you need to create a service or you need to create a product where you can sell your knowledge, sell your expertise. And that's exactly what I did. I started to become an influencer, and I hate that word, but I started to become an influencer. And the only reason I call myself an influencer is because I don't have a PR team. I I don't have an agent. Literally, all the colleges that reach out to me to speak has been from me just working in excellence. Every time I get a contract to do some type of work, it's been from me just working in excellence. Like I work hard and literally just like that Instagram meme, let success make the noise. And so Mm -hmm. when I realized that I knew how to organically grow an audience, I used that to my benefit and was like, okay, I'm going to teach people how to use social media, Facebook and Instagram to build their brands. I'm going to teach women how to use their story to really help elevate their business. I'm going to create a planner where I can show women specifically how to plan for a save their life. And these ideas is what really made me uh, start this mogul mommy brand. And I, I chose the word mogul because mogul means very powerful person, and that's not a word that we hear in the hood. I'm from North Philly, came from absolutely nothing. All I knew ever was poverty. And so for me now, you know, being, I believe, um, abundant in life and I want to teach girls and kids in my community that you're a mogul that you're powerful and I use mommy and I spell it m-a-m-i number one because I'm Puerto Rican but number two is because we never put powerful and then Latina together we Mm -hmm. never put powerful and then mom together those weren't words that were put together as I was growing up they kind of felt like an oxymoron so I'm like yo I'm going to put these two words together and I'm going to build a brand where I am helping 
thousands of women throughout the world on how to own their greatness and walk in purpose. I love it, love it, love it. And I love how also, too, you are breaking barriers. You also are creating um, a space where you wish, when you were growing up, uh, what you wish you had, and you're now creating that pathway for other women, uh, uh, specifically um, Latina women. So that just goes to show um, your passion and that the reason why it's so successful is because there was a, like you were saying earlier, a deficit and or just uh, a gap, you know, and you are filling that gap. So it's just so powerful. And I think that is also, you know, just being women of color, that is often, uh, you're right, often powerful or mogul is not attached to that. So the fact that you are saying, look, we're going to redefine, you know, um, what we uh, as a Latina, what we are and who we can be and what we have the potential to be. That just goes to show you that I know you're I know you touch my life, just every all the videos you've done. And I know so many other women's lives um, are being impacted just by your mission and what you're doing. So awesome, awesome, awesome. I love what you mentioned as well about, um, you know, having, you know, giving God the glory and what's not often talked about when it comes to business is how to have to be in business as a Christian, how to be in business um, where some people may are used to compromising their morals or in a society now where everything is socially accepted, you know, and going along with the flow is accepted. How do you stay in business and also be a Christian as well? So I will say that all of the success that I've had thus far, because I feel like I'm just getting started, mm-hmm. but the place that I am today is only God. So mm-hmm. if I was to take speaking engagements and they were like, girl, you can't talk about God or then it's not the, it's not the speaking engagement for me. It's not the job for me because mm-hmm. teaching others about what God has done in my life is a part of my brand. The name of my planner is plan, pray, slay y'all. So when these companies be hit me up, like, we know you have plan, pray, slay, but you cannot talk about God. But I, like, come on. Like, I am going to talk about God. I am going to talk about prayer because for me, it's, it's at the foundation. It's at the core of who I am. So one of the biggest problems that I have today, especially with entrepreneurship and Christianity, is that there are way too many people making Christianity um, seem like as an entrepreneur, God is a genie. Oh, my gosh, look at what God did for me. I got these red bottoms. Girl, the Chanel bag, praise God. And the problem that I have with that is that, and, and I, I don't know if, if this is where I was allowed to go with this stuff, but the problem <laughs> no, that ahead. I have with that <laughs> is that, you know, you being a Christian business owner is only to give God glory. It's only to show people how you can let your light shine, how you can pour out love, how you can walk in light in this very dark world, how you can be aligned with your vision and your purpose and do it with integrity. And the things, the stuff, the fluff, the material things that people have, that does not equate to abundant life according to the Bible. The Bible says God will supply all your needs, not your wants. So the fact that you have food, you have a home, you have somewhere to lay your head, that's your needs. 
you should be praising God for that. And I'm not sitting here acting like, you know, I don't, I don't enjoy nice things or these name brands or whatever. But I think that my, my goal is to show people that true joy, true joy, I'm not talking about happiness. I'm not talking about how you feel when you go to King of Prussia Mall and throw it all in the bag. No, I'm talking about do you have joy? And to me, joy is having God in my life because no matter if things are going amazing or if I'm taking the biggest L, which is going to happen in business and in your life, okay, that I have joy anyways because I know that it's all working together for my good. It's all working together for my good. Like I had just did this 21-day challenge a couple weeks ago, right, and I did like low-key a 10-minute sermon on we need to stop treating God like a genie. God, I'm praying for this six-figure contract. Could you pray for that? Absolutely. But why do you want that six-figure contract? Is it so that you can showboat on a gram and pump fake like you got it going on? Or is it because you're truly walking in purpose and what you're going to do with those finances is be a good steward over your finances and honor God? Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. And I love that you don't compromise your faith. I think one of the things that even when, you know, I'm talking about in everything and everything I do. And one of the things that I do on the podcast is mogul minute of inspiration. And it's maybe Bible scriptures. It may be a quote, you know, from the word. And um, I know for me and as a fellow Christian, like God isn't I wouldn't be able to do anything if it wasn't for God. I wouldn't have the strength. Um, to do anything if it wasn't for God. So I completely share that sentiment of, you know, not looking at God as a genie and making sure you check your motives and know that God has to get the glory out of your life. Um, The reason why I think sometimes Christians get a bad rep is for those individuals that um, water down Christianity or water down faith. And it's about, you know, knowing that God can give it and he can take it all away, but yes. you have to continue to serve him anyway. So I I completely understand what you're saying. And I love, love, love the fact that um, you're also being transparent and saying that sometimes, you know, you may not be able to take a certain gig because if, hey, if they're not going to allow me to talk about God, they're not going to allow me to share, you know, why, I, you know, I'm in this, you know, as a serial entrepreneur and why I'm so successful and knowing that God is the root of all of that, then, okay, I'm going to walk away from it. That's not the opportunity for me. And I think that's one of the things where, you know, entrepreneurs or people who want to get started is that um, they want to just grab anything that has money attached to it. And not all money yes. is good money and not all opportunities are meant for you. If you know that God can open one door, he can definitely open up another if that one wasn't meant for you. And you know what else, too, Darcel? Like, for your listeners who are listening, tuning in right now, what I need you to know is that there is nothing wrong with your wants list, right? I have a want list. I know that I still have the want list. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you were to hashtag entrepreneur on Instagram right now and click on it, I guarantee you that you're going to see um, men in suits driving extravagant mm-hmm. cars. You're going to see these bomb houses. You're going to see women probably with a stack of money on their phone acting like they're on their phone. And for me, I have a problem with that because some people, what I want you to know is that success leaves clues. And we have to pay attention to history. There are people who were brilliant, gifted, right, who had all the money you could think about, but it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. 
And you have to start thinking about what was it? Were they not aligned with vision? Were they not walking in purpose? What, what is it? Because if we only attach ourselves to our want list, if we only attach ourselves to me wanting to make money, I guarantee you you're still going to feel empty because you don't have purpose. Anybody can make a million dollars, right, doing something that there are so many people that I know are in jobs that they absolutely hate, but because they're making six figures, they stay. And my rebuttal is always like, okay, if if you want to stay for the money, at least do something part-time where you're walking in purpose. Because for me, even though I don't have it all together, even though everybody knows that I'm still a hot mess, even though I want you to listen and understand that I do not have it all figured out yet, I don't. I don't have all the answers. But I believe that it's important for us to share our truth so that you know that you're not alone, so that you know that you're not crazy, so that you understand we're all in this boat figuring it out together. But if there's something that I can do to make the process easier for you, from my L, from my mistake, from my tears, from me losing money in this business, then I'm going to teach it to you for, with you understanding that I'm still on this race with you as well. Mm-hmm. I still am. And what I want people to understand is that it's bigger than money. Like for me, I just absolutely love knowing that I'm helping people. Like you, you get endorphins from helping people. And if you don't believe me, I challenge you to help somebody. It will make your heart smile. It will make the meanest person's heart smile, knowing that somebody texts you saying something like, sis, you changed my life. I receive emails that say I was on the verge of breaking down your interview helped me stay the course. I was on the verge of not believing God, and I prayed like you said, and I got nine interviews next week. It's like we have to understand that there's going to be so many lows, but stay the course, trust God anyways, and you're going to get to your high. That's just the way the river flows. But I need you to understand that God is not a genie. You know, having a relationship with God is is not a monologue. It's a dialogue. It's a relationship. Mm-hmm. I love it. You preach, girl, already. You preach definitely that definitely I would say we often don't realize that it is a dialogue and a relationship. Yes. You know, um, one of the things I know even, you know, my pastor has been really focusing on with us is making sure that we take time to even listen. Don't just talk to God. And then you don't even actually take the time to listen what he has to say back to you, but actually make sure that there is a dialogue happening. Yeah. So I love it. Love it. You preach that girl. And um, what I want to say uh, also is what is your definition of success? So you've experienced some highs, some lows. I love how you were transparent enough to say that you don't have it all together. I think often on social media um, that can be misconstrued that, you know, people have it all together when they see, oh, this person is talking here, this person is talking there, but they don't realize you know that there's a lot of L's that happen behind uh, closed mm-hmm. doors. And there's also um, a kind of always um, trying to pivot and move yourself to, okay, align yourself to what your vision is. And sometimes saying, oh, that didn't work. All right, let me try this. Mm-hmm. So what would you say your definition of success? Like, what does that look like for you? Success to me is honoring God with the work that I'm doing. And I know it seems really vague. It's actually on um, my mirror in my closet is God honors excellence. Um, it used to be, it, success to me used to, to mean making six figures. It used to mean 
paying off on my debt. It used to mean, you know, all these artificial things, um, but it drove me crazy. Like, I was literally, um, I'm a new entrepreneur, if you guys haven't been following my journey. I resigned from my position as an educator of eight years in uh, August of 2017. And when I first left my job, I was nervous because I've been conditioned to receive a check every two weeks. And so when I left, I, I had mixed messages of, you know, some people in my life who um, don't necessarily have a relationship with God but are really successful in business. Like, you, you got to be all in. You got to do whatever it takes. You got to wake up at 3 and you got to work this job and you got to, you know, really kill it in entrepreneurship. And I started to believe the hype. And it made me sick. Like, I was literally taking gigs. I was coaching women. I was doing anything to make a dollar. And it left me empty, frustrated. My relationships were faltering. I was not a happy mother because I was so tired because everything to me was attached to a dollar sign. And it wasn't until I literally just reached rock bottom and was just so tired of this rat race because that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And I told my husband, like, yo, I'm going to look for a job. I can't do this. This entrepreneurship is not for me. Like, it, I, I can't. Like, this is not the life that I envisioned. I envisioned the hashtag entrepreneur where I'm wearing red bottoms and I'm in a BMW and I'm taking trips every week. You know what I'm saying? Like, we mm-hmm. don't talk about the work. We talk about the hope and the inspiration that you see on Instagram, which is totally fake. And so my husband challenged me and was like, so you're going to apply for a job? I said, yeah. And he was like, is that what God told you to do? And when I tell you he checked me, girl, he checked me. And I felt so convicted. So I was crying a river, and I just prayed. I was like, God, I can't do this. Like, help me live a life that honors you and help me find vision and purpose. I want to help people because that's what it is at my core. And you know that I have this family. Like, I left my job. We have a two-income household. Like, could my husband do this on himself? Yes. But it, was that the plan? No. Like, I would never want to put this pressure on my husband. Like, okay, I left my job. I left my career. Now you figure it out how to pay all these bills by yourself while mm-hmm. I just chill. No. And so when I got back to purpose, when I got back to reading my word, when I really sought out to get a deeper relationship with God to be like, yo, who do you want me to work with? What do you want me to do? How can I honor you? And y'all... Listen here, some of the most amazing things that I cannot make up or take credit for. In November of 2018, I opened up for Michelle Obama. It is not a game. I was speaking in front of 17,000 people. This was all post my breakdown, post me losing $20,000, post me trying to look for a job, post me, like, having a breakdown. Like, understand that when you are aligned with purpose – Like, God is going to show up and show out in your life. And now, I still take L's. I was supposed to close on a house this week. It didn't happen. Am I crying? No. Like, like trusting God is really like, yo, trust God and chill. When you see those T-shirts, like, I am still going about my life knowing that I'm going to be taken care of because all of my needs are met. My bills are paid until April, y'all. Why? Because I take care of my needs before I take care of my wants because I am aligning my vision with what God wants for me because I'm working in purpose now because I'm being genuine. Like, people respect people who are genuine. I tell women all the time, I don't got it all together, boo. We figure that out together. And and they feel me on that, and they will hire me because I'm not going to pretend. 
pretending is exhausting. Yes, I completely agree. You said so many different things. I'm like taking notes over here. Um, but what I love, one of the things that I love that you said, um, that accountability, yes. showing the, the, the beauty in your uh, relationship with your husband and where he could have said, oh, yeah, go back to work. Okay, it's not working out. All right, boo, that was nice, right? But no, he actually said, is that what God told you to do? And that just goes to show you accountability and ha and being um, and having a partner that believes in your success and then also believes with you and dreams with you and sees that potential in you and, and is able to, like you said, kind of check you a little bit. But then at the same time, God feel, you know, also gets the, you know, the Holy Spirit is able to convict you and say, nope, you got to keep going. And I definitely can share that sentiment of so many times as an entrepreneur, where I was like, I'm done. I'm walking away. I'm done. This is exhausting. I can't do this anymore. It really, it really is a lot. And so just, I love what you said um, about just trusting God and chilling, right? Where you said like, I, I've, I've <laughs> lost $20,000. I've, you know, had a mental breakdown or, you know, just whatever it was that you were like now at the position that you are now, because God has shown you how mighty he is. It just goes right. to show like you can trust God and show. And I think that's what truly increases your faith too. Yes, um, as girl. you overcome, it says we overcome by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony. So truly our testimony is what gives us that strength to say, you know what? This other stuff is little compared to what I know what God can do. So you definitely said so many amazing points that um, I definitely took some notes. And I love what you said is, and this is often not, this is not popular on Instagram or social media. When you said, I take care of my needs and then I take care of my wants. And how yes. you're saying how your bills are paid until April. And, you know, just to show that all your bills are paid in advance and you're good. And now you can focus on other things. That is something that is not popular when you look at social media. Everything is about once, 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 and once. Yes. And then people are, you know, um, you know, taking a lot of L's because, or still living with their mama in their basement, in the mama's basement yes. or something. Because Please, of the fact girl. that they're focusing on once and not focusing on, you know, what needs to happen first and then allow the extra to be your once. Um, so I love the fact that you stated that because that's something that, like you said, when you Google entrepreneur, one, it doesn't show people that look like us, um, people of color. And then two, it shows, um, you know, men who are successful with expensive cars. And that is not truly, um, everyone's story when you look at an entrepreneur and you have to sometimes like plan out, um, you know, how your finances are going to look for the next month, because you may, you know, if you may have a great month where your business does really well and you have to take care of your needs, like you said, first, and then, you know, plan for those times where in seasons where, you know, your business is not popping as you want it to be, how it yes. was maybe two months ago where, you know, so that's, that's definitely something that is not spoken of often. So I love that you stated that. Um, I think you kind of mentioned it, but I'll ask it anyway. What is the motto, uh, the motto that you live by? Honestly, it took me a long time to get this. I think, I think God had to hit me over the head about 25 times to get this <laughs> motto. 
But I got it now, y'all. I got it. It is engraved <laughs> in my spirit. My motto is, what is for me will not pass me. And yes. I've been talking about this a lot this year um, because I struggled with it so much when I became an entrepreneur. A lot of my friends are entrepreneurs, guys, either part-time entrepreneurs or full-time entrepreneurs, or they're friends in my head and they really don't know me, entrepreneur. <laughs> um, <laughs> and comparison kills, man. And I always felt like, you know, I got to do this because I'll never have this opportunity again. I got to do that because it's not going to happen for me if I don't do it this way. And I got to do it. How to ourselves doing it? Because if it's working for her, it's going to work for me. And, like, man, that, that comparison will kill your spirit. It'll kill your creativity and it'll kill your vision. Because when God gives you something, he gives it to you. Like when he he gifted and anointed Darcel to write a book, he gave it to her, not to Elaine. So it doesn't matter what Elaine thought about the book. It doesn't matter what Elaine, you know, wanted to do. It doesn't matter if Elaine wanted to write a book the same month that Darcel did. Darcel is going to be anointed and gifted in this area and she's going to excel. So if I was to write a book the same day as her and release it the same day, what is for me when I pass me? And too many of us are either in comparison with somebody else or we're in competition with somebody else. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. those two things will kill your spirit, will kill your vision, and you're never going to be able to grow. You're never going to be able to grow. And what I know now is that God has designed my plan for me to win the Elaine way. And how I'm going to win is not going to work for anybody else but for Elaine. Guys, I have two kids. My son is five and my daughter is eight. There are a lot of things that I personally won't attend in regards to networking if it's going to compromise with something that's going on with my family. My family is my first ministry. My husband Mm -hmm. is my first ministry. And so there are things that I have to miss because my, my kids are young, which is perfectly fine. But because I know deep down in my spirit that that what's for me will not pass me, I don't have a fear of missing out. I don't feel bad that I can't attend every event. When I give you a no, it's a firm no. It's a no because I'm not going to compromise my family to be popular for two hours at your networking event. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not the way I believe life was set up for Elaine. And so if you're listening to this podcast, which Darcelle and I have dropped so many gems so far, understand that what's for you will not pass you. And nobody has the playbook for your life But, God, don't sell your spirit for a dollar. Don't think that you have to be at every event because it's going to increase your success by a thousand. I don't believe life was was made that way. I have an amazing, amazing husband. And if if anybody knows me, like, guys, I am so happy in real life. (laughs) But the reason why I share this is because this isn't talked about a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. being people of color, being in healthy relationships. I've been married for 10 years. I'm 32 years old. I've been married for 10 years. And what I tell people is that, you know, I'm not going to change up my date night because you decided to have a conference. And that's not popular. It's not popular for women like me to say that. But it's okay because my marriage is my first ministry. And my model is what's for me will not pass me. Like I was able to get contracts without selling my soul. I've been able to be very successful in entrepreneurship now, right? Because I'm aligned with God's vision for me. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I know our listeners are probably mind blown at all the gems that you're dropping right now. Um, I love what you said about, um, one, I love the fact that you talked about not compromising. 
I used to struggle with that. And when I first became an entrepreneur that um, I had, I had that fear of missing out that I had to be at every networking event and be here and be there. And I love the peace that I have, the peace that God has given me now where I'm like, I do not need to be at that event. Um, you know, I can make it to the next one. Um, that seems more convenient for me because I want to, one of the things that I really am focusing now as being an entrepreneur is making sure I have a whole life. Um, I don't want to just be only entrepreneur focused 24 seven and have no relationships, whether that's friendships, whether that's relationship with my family, relationship with my boo. I want to make sure that I have a whole and complete life. And I think that's not talked about enough. And I love that you mentioned that, that, you know, one, your marriage comes first Two, your kids also come uh, as a priority as well. And then if it fits it within your schedule, you will make a conference or a networking event. If it doesn't, so be it. God is still going to open doors. And so I love that you mentioned that. Um, also talking about comparison. Oh my gosh. Social media will have you, um, bankrupt, low, uh, low self-esteem, um, and making you feel like you can't accomplish anything or you're not good enough. And it's so important. And I love the fact that we're, we talked about our faith in God so much because of the fact that if you're not grounded in anything, um, you will fall for anything, right? So right. it's so important that to have that relationship with God that keeps you grounded and you also know your identity in Christ. So that way you're not looking to the left and to the right of you and saying, oh, I wish I can do it like that person. No, what God has gifted you is for you and you have your own lane. I think too many times, um, you know, we think that the market is oversaturated. And so we're like, oh, well, I can't do that because so-and-so is doing that. No, Obviously, you know, there's so many beauty lines, makeup lines, if the if and still, you know, uh, makeup is in beauty is like a trillion dollar business, no matter how many lines keep coming out, people are still making money, and they're still um, being able to be profitable and be successful. Yeah. So it just goes to show you that, you know, we all have a divine people that we're supposed to minister to. And who yes. is for Elaine is for Elaine. And she kills that her lane. She really, really does. And whoever is for Darcel is for Darcel. And so we have to, you know, I love, you know, doing more collaboration than comparison or competition. I love just celebrating other women. And that's why I definitely wanted to have you on this podcast because I know that you are all about women empowerment. That is the, the definitely like the, what you do. And I know that's definitely my mission in life is women empowerment. So I definitely had to have you on and you dropped so many gems tonight. Thank you so much for one, uh, taking some You're time welcome. out to just one, uh, be able to take some time away from your family and doing other things just to be able to speak with not only myself, but be able to drop some gems for the listeners. And I definitely wanted you just to tell people where they can follow you, where they can purchase, you know, plan, pray, slay, and all those great <laughs> things. Yes, if you want any information about products that I have or programs that I'm selling, you can go to mogulmommy.com, and that's M-O-G-U-L-M-A-M-I.com. All of my information is there. If you want to learn more about Latinas in Motion, um, latinasinmotion.com, at Latinas in Motion on all platforms. But then if you want to get in my business, because <laughs> I be sharing all my business, I am definitely an Instagram girl. I think 
every entrepreneur has like their favorite platform. For me, it's yes. Instagram. I think it's easy. I love like sharing my life. I'll be having brands on Instagram stories. But it is my personal account, so it is my whole government name, y'all. So it's at Elaine, E-L-A-I-N-E, underscore G, for the Gonzalez, underscore Johnson. It is my entire government so that y'all can follow me, stay up on everything that I have going on. It's definitely more of like a positive space where I just, you know, rant about how God is moving in my life and all the shenanigans and foolery that come along with being Elaine. But I am so, so thankful to ourselves for this opportunity. She definitely walking like she talking, y'all. So make sure to subscribe, support this girl because she is such a gem. Oh, thank you. It's so it's always awesome talking to you. And thank you so much uh, for your time. I can't wait to get together soon and all of that. And definitely, you know, thank you to all the listeners who have listened. Guys, I hope you took notes because Elaine dropped some major gems tonight. And I'm so grateful to have her on. And until next time, thank you so much to each and every one of you. Now, don't forget to click the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. I'll be bringing you a new episode every week. Also, don't forget to follow your host, your girl, Darcel Laurie, on IG at Darcel World. And, of course, you know I love hearing from you, so make sure that you send all your questions, topics, even guests that you would love to hear from at mobiletalkpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Mobile Talk with Darcel Lari, where success is just a byproduct of who we are. Make sure to join us next week for another great episode. Until then, continue to talk and live like a mogul.